And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudak. Hey there, everybody. And Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at GrizzTacoU, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at HorizonRT, and on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. And, and Matt, this, uh, this the, the holiday tournaments are in full swing, and they have not been going well for the Horizon League at all. This has just been a bad week, man. Oof. For I almost mean, everybody. I mean, seriously, if you if you'd have told me this if you'd have told me this week that, that Cleveland State was gonna be the only team that was uh that got out of this week unscathed, I'd be I'd tell you you were crazy. There's a reason the Horizon League is twenty second right now in the conference rankings. Yeah, man. This is this is insane. I mean, yeah, I mean and and the worst part is even Wright State, who won two out of their three uh tournament uh, two out of their three games in florida you know they ended up losing uh they ended up losing loud and love but we'll talk a little bit about that later but i mean the two big the two big losers this week are uic which let's face it this has been going on for a while and detroit mercy i is there a win in their future i'm not sure right now um I, I try to keep up with them as, you know, the local, other local team. And mm-hmm. I, it's, it's bad. It's, I mean, it's Antoine Davis just trying to do everything, which we saw last yeah. year, but it's, it's even worse this year. And he's, I, I, I get the impression that he knows, you know, he's been on that verge, you know, of mm-hmm. NBA and everyone talking about him and he's trying to do everything and he's just, he's inefficient. I mean, he's yeah. getting points. He, what, he put up 30 something the other day, finally, but he did mm-hmm. it on like, you know, less than 50% shooting. He's, he's trying to do everything. He turned the ball yeah. eight times. Like it was just, it was not a good day for him, but he's trying no. to do everything. And it's, it's, it's that team needs help. And I mean, I, I like watching them lose. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, you, you can't have Anton Davis taking 26 field goals. He, he shot the ball 26 times, but I mean, he, he only made 12 of those, you know, he's 12 to 26 for 33 points. Like, eight assists, but eight, I think it was eight turnovers. Like that's yeah. just not, that's not a good day. And if that's what that team's going to be, they're going to lose a lot of games. Yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, uh, you know, they are still looking for and, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Because unlike last year where he had some help in a Josh McFally, who's the second option. He, he I mean, he does. And then he, and then add on to that, He's trying to. He's spending so much time trying to not only you know make, you know take the shots, but make his own shots and try to run the offense, and that's that's too much. You know, and he's got nobody to go to at this point, and that's why he's he's running into these problems. He has and no help down low either. I mean, he he was their second leading rebounder with four boards. I mean, this team just chucks the three. You've got Isiani chucking threes. You've got Calipari chucking threes. Like there's nobody doing any, uh, doing anything, you know, like where, where is the offense other than ISO on Davis ready to go? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and, and think, and if you think about it for a second, if you, you know, if you are an opposing team right now, game planning for Detroit, you only have to worry about one guy. You can double and, tri- and that's probably where the, where all these turnovers are coming from, from Antoine and these bad shots is that, you know, who's he going to turn to? <laughs> You you can double and triple team the guy, and he's gonna you know he's got nowhere to go. No, you and 
I mean, you pretty much say let anybody else on that team beat you. And right now, Brett Calipari isn't going to beat you. Willie no. is not going to beat you. So you, Justin Miller clearly isn't going to beat you. No, he, he even probably, had a chance at his revenge game, and he didn't really do anything. Like no, in fact, in fact, the revenge game didn't go for as near as I could tell. The revenge game didn't exactly go very well because they lost by nineteen. Yeah, this, they're 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 not even close to. I I, I thought they were going to be a middle of that pack. You know that we always talk about that two to eight logjam. Yeah, yeah, they're a nine to ten space right now, and that's not even close. They they might yeah. be bottomed out at ten right now. That's yeah. I mean, this is. Well, I don't know about – I don't know if they're going to – there might be a race to the bottom there. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> oh, I've noticed. Oh, man. This is – but, yeah, I mean, you know, the only team – now, to be fair, they did they did win one game in Vegas. They did beat UC Irvine. But, man, the rest of the games have just been so lopsided, and they've been so – and they've been – I mean, you could telegraph them, though. Because you know these ga- these teams are just game planning for just Antoine Davis, and it shows. Because you know he, they're they're forcing him to put uh, they're forcing him into bad shots. They're forcing the turnovers are, to- turnovers on him, and there's nowhere else to turn to. I mean, it's it's it, it, again I, it's it, to me again it, it looks to me it's like that that after effect of this APR ban because they were you know they didn't really game plan they didn't really you know, take that into consideration and, you know, it's, it's probably hurt them a lot. They, they're not getting enough practice. They probably yeah. didn't get some of the recruits they wanted. It's the, they're getting hit by this ban. And, you know, I know there's still a lot of NCAA stuff happening, but I don't, I'm guessing that's not getting turned over at this point. And even if it does, you know what, they're, they're maybe they're better off if it doesn't at this point, just. Get, get I, I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, yeah. legitimately, I don't legitimately don't think it's going to matter. And you got to feel, you got to feel for Antoine because, you know, here's the guy, here, it, it, imagine, think about this for a second. Imagine if Antoine Davis was on Oakland right now, what a different picture it would be. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I mean, even think of him on that, on the, on that Houston team, he was supposed to be in the first place. I mean, can you imagine can you imagine Antoine Davis on on that on a Houston team that on that on that Houston squad right now? I mean, my God, that would, he would be he they would he would uh, he'd be more he'd be just as hyped as everybody he'd be just as hyped as he is right now and and yeah he's he's already getting you know he's still getting you know the accolades but it's but yeah it just seems like this whole situation with Detroit Mercy is just kind of weighing him down a lot. And you feel bad for, and I feel bad for him because you know, you know he's got the game, and Rashad Phillips obviously believes he's got the game. Is he? Uh, if you've been on twenty three uh, nineteen sports uh, on uh, on uh, Rashad Phillips's uh, YouTube channel, he he came out with his uh, annual list of his uh, top mid major uh, top mid major players, and and lo and behold, there Antoine Davis was sitting right at the top. So, but you know, I mean. I mean, but again, you can't. It, 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 we're in a situation where he has to do everything, and every team who plays him knows this, and that's the other. That's a bigger problem. I can't. You know, if nothing changes, I I can't wait to watch him play Oakland and watch you know Trey Maddox and Kevin Kangu try to lock him down with like FedEx in his face too. You know, and and let anybody else. Yeah, beat. that's what everybody's gonna do right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. It, Detroit to do a lot better, even but 
you expected Detroit to do a lot better, but the problem is that, you know, he just doesn't have the help. It's just not there. You'd like to think it's going to get better as the season goes on, but it hasn't. I mean, and what is it? It's BJ Maxwell that's out right now, right? Isn't that? Yeah, that's right. I can't imagine that he's even when he comes back and I've, everything I've heard, he'll be back for conference play. Like, is that really going to be the difference maker? I, I would almost think, hey, BJ, why don't you sit this year out? Take the red shirt since we're not doing anything and let's regroup. Like, uh, I, I at this point in time, I would say, yeah, maybe you might want to do that. I mean, that that seems to me that I, that might <laughs> that might be their best foot forward. I mean, this is this is turning more and more to being kind of a throwaway year for them. And that's a sad thing to say for them. We do you have a talent like Antoine Davis on that roster. I mean, that's, 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 <laughs> I don't know what to say. There's something to be said for the scouting reports out. You know, everybody knows if you play Detroit Mercy, you don't even have to watch film. You know what you need to do, you know? And so when you get to the horizon league where we, the teams know each other even better in only a couple of weeks, like oh, everybody's yeah. really got to know right now up in green Bay, the other A. Davis, um, he, he's cleaning up as a freshman because no, no one's able to plan for him yet, which I think is, you know, that's something I was talking about on Twitter today with uh, yeah. someone from Green Bay was um, no one's game planning for him. He's kind of an yeah. unknown, and I think that's that's his advantage, where when we get in league and you have you get the chance to game plan a little better for these guys, like, I think that, yeah. you know, he's going to slow down a little bit. He's gonna, we're going to see a freshman there. But, you know, Detroit Mercy, they're, they're, they're A. Davis. Everybody knows. Anyone across the country yeah. knows what to expect. Absolutely. They're, they're ready for him, and they're, they're shutting it down. Yeah, I'm glad you brought – I'm glad you did bring up Green Bay and Amari Davis um, because they did, uh, they, they did have themselves quite a bit of a hiccup there on, uh, on Tuesday because uh, Colgate pretty much owned them in Green Bay, I might add. That was, that was – yeah, that's, yeah, I mean – um, but then they 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 actually come back. They go out to they go out to Montana State and they they win pretty they win they they pretty much dominated that game. They were they won like ninety eight seventy two. And best of all for them, Cam Hankerson's back. Mm-hmm. So now you have I mean so you have Cam Hankerson back finally. Um, but yeah, the, the big thing, of course, was was Amari Davis just shot the lights out of him. He was 13 for 18. Um, he was 13 for 18 from the field. I mean, that is absolutely insane. And he, he's they, rocking they the, 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 mid, the mid-range game, which is, yeah. you know, something you don't see a ton of. And, you know, being an Oakland fan, we're taught that the mid-range game is bad because why not just step back yeah. and three? But, you know, Davis, yeah, 13 of 18, almost 30 points on the night. That's a, that's a good day, all from mid-range, essentially. Yeah. Absolutely, and you look and and you look at the, and again you, you you they're still missing Tan Kempel so so but it seems like they you know they're getting a lot of productivity they've got obviously they've gotten productivity from Amari Davis they've definitely got it from Jaquan McLeod too because he got 18 points against them in Montana State too so um, I think their Green Bay situation isn't as foreboding as say a Detroit is because. Green Bay has it set up where they have mul- they've always had multiple options. Um, we saw it last year. We see- we're seeing it again this year. And I can't. Im- I mean, a- as as good as they were against Montana State, you know, hiccup against uh, you know that that inexplicable loss against Colgate aside. Um, coming into the conference, I think once they have Tam- Tank Hemphill back, I, I think they're going to be considerably. You know they. They they definitely have some they they definitely have the pieces to 
to make a run at the time and, and it, it definitely compete in the horizon league. I would agree. I mean, Green Bay shot 61% from the field uh, the other night versus Montana, which Montana State, which is, you know, that's, I, I, I don't think they're going to do that every night, but I don't think they're, you know, they're somewhere in the middle between between that and the Colgate game, I think. And yeah. yeah, we'll see when they get their pieces who they are. And that's kind of a lot of what we're talking about these days is like, I, I no one's separating themselves. We don't know who is who. Mm-hmm. You know, we're starting to see some injuries and all that. Like, what what are we what are we looking at? And at the end of the day, I I don't think we're looking at anything great in the Horizon League, and that's scary. But that's well, just yeah. the reality. Well, yeah, and you, we talk about the injuries. I mean, because we talked about because we talk about the issue that Tan Campbell is having. Um, if you turn around and look at if you look at Wright State, Wright State is is still arguably. The, the front runner right now, but the issue is they have now is now they have an issue with injuries and they have an issue with injury that I'm sure that nobody wants to have with, you know, with loud and love because at the end of the LaSalle game, if I'm not, if I understand it correctly, uh, love got, uh, love hurt his elbow and the LaSalle ended up winning that game by two points. Um, that's, you know, and I, I'm, I'm saying that it was probably, you know, that that injury to Love that probably was the difference in that game. Because Love probably gets you, you know, makes up for that deficit and then some. So, but but impressively, they turned it around and they the next day and they beat Miami of Ohio for the second time this season, I, I, which I love about scheduling in the Horizon League sometimes, <laughs> where they have these – where have these where they have these uh these 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 tournaments they go to that all that may or may not involve teams you've already played before. Well, not only were they able to beat a Mac school, which nobody else seems to be capable of right now, especially no, Oakland. Um, that's true. You know, with Love out, we, we saw the freshman Grant Basile. Um, yeah. And you know what? He's a he's a six nine, two hundred and twenty pound kid, like freshman, and he put up seventeen points and twelve boards and. You know, maybe yeah. that's in some ways a blessing in disguise for Wright State to find that who's going to give Loud and Love, you know, a breather when he needs it. And if they can continue to play inside out the way that they're built, even yeah. on the bench, you know, that's a, that's a better team all of a sudden, even that yeah. more than we thought. It really is. And that, you know, that to have somebody, to have a guy come in like Grandpa Seal come in and step up and essentially kind of negate the love injury. That's that's saying something, and 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 I and, you know I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Scott Nagy has done a hell of a job with recruiting and a hell of a job with coaching uh, that Wright State squad since he's been there. So it's not it shouldn't be we shouldn't be all that surprised that you know he, he brings a guy in who can you know step in to the sh- to the very large shoes of Loud and Love and, and do some things. I mean, it, and it and it showed the other day, and now. Even better when when Love comes back. I mean, you got a one-two punch of him, uh, Basile and Love. Does I mean, he, do we, if you're a Horizon team, do you want to deal with that? No. I don't. I mean, the team I root for, we all know we one of our, one of our strengths is front court depth, and I still don't want to deal with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's yeah. I mean. Right to me, and so so to me, I think this is probably a blessing in disguise. I mean, we we obviously hope Loud and Love gets better soon. Absolutely. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, you know, you, you know, I'm sure if you're 
Wright State fan, you're uh, you're holding candlelight vigils right now, as as we all would if we were losing. We lost a guy of that caliber in any Horizon League school. But man, um, they're gonna be all right. <laughs> Do you think they had to like undo his cornrows for his MRI or something? Like I'm, this this injury might be cornrow related. <laughs> Things were just tight in the body. I don't know. Something was going on there. It's got to be it. <laughs> Um, I don't know about that, but at least we know it wasn't aliens this time. Nope, not aliens. They were not, not al- below. It was not the aliens did not did not swoop down in the middle of the cold, in the middle of the LaSalle game and and kidnap Blood and Love. Um, good news for good good news for for Wright State. I mean, uh, you know, I I don't know what their time they, uh, the, the timeline is, but honestly, if you got Grandpa Silly, who's like if he's playing the way he's playing and continues to play the way he's playing. Give Loudon Love a few ga- a couple of games to, to uh, give some extended time to, to take some time off. I mean, that, that and I think also what helps Wright State, I mean, the one, well, obviously Tuesday's game coming up against Western Kentucky is probably going to be one of those things you were, you kinda, one of those games where you kind of wish you had Loudon Love, obviously, we, but we the As rest of the, we need that win. Yeah, but by and large, the rest of their schedule is you can you could you could probably get away with you know having having loud love having grandpa seal in for loud love for an extended period of time and you know you wouldn't you wouldn't miss a whole lot but yeah. I, I, let's let, well, let's be honest it, you know the way the way that grandpa seal played against uh against miami you know i'm now very interested in seeing what he goes does get up against western kentucky I Although think that, that's going to be a really tough match up there, really tough. I think if you're right state, you want to hopefully, obviously, get them healthy as fast as possible. But you yeah. can have them out up until the 21st, which is their game against Toledo, which is their last game before non-conference. Toledo, yeah. I just watched last night. You know, they've they've got a lot of good front front court depth anyway. So I think I am you can get them in that. I'm so not looking forward to seeing. I am so not looking forward to seeing Toledo this week because they're coming to the full season center. But I mean, if you can get rights, if you can get uh, Loud and Love back for that Toledo game yeah. to get him kind of tuned up, ready for Green Bay to start the conference, I think that's the best you could ask for. Yeah, that's that, that, and I think that would be more than enough. I mean, uh, well, we also don't know what the extent of the injury is too, so that's going to sure. be that is going to be a big thing. And like you said, it's, it's there's been something going. There's been that injury bug is hit on a couple of in a couple of places for the horizon league. I mean, let's, let's be realistic. I mean, you, you have love with the injury. Jalen Tate is still out. Tank Hamfield is still out. Cleveland state's losing. Cleveland state still doesn't have Jalen Hill yet left. Still didn't have Jalen Hill yet. Um, it's one big injury bug. Apparently so. Yeah. And, and it shows, <laughs> Um, man, and yeah, I'm glad you brought up UIC. I know we're probably going to post this. To, we're, we're, we record on Sundays. We'll probably post this before their game on uh, their game at six o'clock, but uh, against Florida Atlantic. But I'm not going to lie; I don't have a whole lot of hope there because <laughs> their their game their their last few contests have been a disaster. The game Tuesday against Canisius was so bad. It was so awful. I, I I don't know what's going on with UIC, but they are definitely they're definitely hurting considerably. You can tell how much they miss. You could tell how much they miss Marcus Adi and Jordan Blount. It is so obvious for me. 
And you got you, and it's so obvious because, oh my god, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I gotta, I, I don't know what's going on with Godwin Bowen. I mean, he was, he was by all, I mean, he was arguably probably the third best backcourt guy they had, and he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn right now against against Canisius. He was one for thirteen. I mean, this is insane. I mean, Targus Ferguson didn't exactly light the world on fire either. He didn't shoot. He was over five on threes. In five for 13? I mean, overall, like, I mean, when you've yes. got two, your two backcourt guys going six for 26, yeah. that's a recipe to lose. Absolutely. But I mean, watching. Oh, watch- and, and, and even worse, Ferguson, Ferguson coughed the ball up seven times. Watching them I mean, play, not only are they, are they missing pieces, I feel that people that are there are are not sold on this team. It looks like it looks like a team that's not yeah. for themselves, even. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to lose, but to to lose by thirty to Canisius, like really, Canisius. I mean, I mean, I'm not even sure what kind of team Canisius is this year, but I know last year they weren't all that great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is. Man, I don't know. This I don't understand what is going on with UIC. It is it it is not been a good start for their season and it is and we keep saying this they they have got a Steve McLean has got off on the wrong. I mean, doesn't he pretty much have to win out in the horizon to keep his job? Yeah, something like that. I don't know, man. It's insane. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's, that's kind of right there. I mean because you, yeah, there seems like there's such a disconnect right now, and and I, I want to say I want to say it's you know you chalk it up to the I want to say you chalk it up to the to the injuries, but you don't ju- you just don't know, you really don't, <laughs> and you get to a point and you really get to a point where you have to ask yourself, well, where are they where where are their heads at right now? I just I, I don't get the impression that they're, they're they're playing for their coach. You know, what I mean, they're not playing for each other. Like it's it, it's kind of a mess, and I I think there's a lot of problems going on in the inner workings. Um, you know, you've got UIC fans starting to starting to pipe up about how they're not they're not donating until McLean's gone, and they, you know they want that is true. I mean, Chuck A, who's like the the quintessential. Old school UIC fan is piping up about this. When you got him on your bad side, when you're on his bad side, man, there's something going down. It's <laughs> and it's, again, it's, yeah. I mean, you're just. Be- I mean, at this point, you're just basically begging Michael Lippitz, the new the the new AD, to fire you. At this point, <laughs> you're just begging where, him to do it. Where do you come from? I can't remember. Oh, crud. Yeah, I. And I know we had, a, I think NC State, I think he came from. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll find a, a new coach out of the uh, NC State coaching tree. No, probably. More than likely. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's been kind of a disaster for them. And, I mean, we've been talking, I mean, we've all been talking about kind of where, as we're moving, we're, we're, you know, most of these teams are about seven, eight games in now. So, you know, <laughs> In terms of kind of, you know, where everybody is situated, and now we talk, I know we've talked exclusively about 
kind of how we established three through eight was kind of a question mark. And we established fully that IUPUI was at nine and Cleveland State was at 10. Man, I don't know. I don't think that's true anymore. I, I, State, I, what, got in, what got into them this week? All right. So I'm glad you brought that up because I, I can't. Right now, no, absolutely not. That you know, that that's insane. That is absolutely that it blows me away that that's the case. And I am absolutely. I and I, I know we talked we talked about it last week, where it is they are basically their game plan is a game of attrition. They're gonna hit. They're gonna hit you with 10, 11 guys. They're gonna press you three-quarter court, full court, whatever they need to do, and they're just going to harass the crap out of you for 40 minutes. And it might not – it definitely didn't work at the beginning of the season because those four – you know, the four games they lost were, you know, by 20-plus points in that Florida International game I'm going to keep having nightmares about. But, man, these the, – the last three games, the last three games, they have come through – with probably the best defense I have seen since since the Gary Waters era. No it's, joke. It's nice to hear teams talking about defense. That's not something we've had in the Horizon League a whole lot lately. Yeah, I, and I know we talked about this last week, and it, it just keeps happening because and, and and in the I mean, in case of Robert Morris, I mean, you're talking about a this game, the Cleveland State in the first half, they were down by eight points. Dennis Gates, you know, flips the switch, says, "All right, time to turn on the time to turn on the defense." Turns on the defense, turns that into like a, uh, you know, turns that into, you know, they end up getting, coming up with the lead in, you know, coming up with a seven point lead. And unfortunately they gave it up and tied it at the half, but man, they, they have definitely, I, I am actually very impressed with, with the way, you know, it, it's funny because we talk about kind of the dynamic in some of these, some of these, uh, some of these teams where you see kind of a real disconnect between what the coach wants to do and what the, what's actually going on in the court. Cleveland State's got it together. I mean, and and to say, and and I'm saying this even for in the face of last year, where you saw a massive disconnect between you know Dennis Gates and. Dan, uh, you know, you saw a massive disconnect between Dennis Gates and I mean, not Dennis Gates, Felton. Dennis Felton in the team. Yeah, I, I'm getting my Dennis's all. Sorry, Dennis Gates. I'm sorry, I'm getting my Dennis's confused because this is yeah, and, and and Dennis Felton never played any defense. We were assuming he was going to teach everybody defense this year. Well, they learned defense. I mean, they're beating people like you said with defense and on the inside. They're not shooting. This team can't no. shoot at all. They're, I mean, they want. Although I will, although I will point out, I mean. Yeah. Oh, they will. They will absolutely go in scoring droughts. They. This is a Cleveland State team that will will go a full five minutes without scoring anything this year. They will do it every game. But they. The fact that they were able to. Uh, but they're able. But still. But because of the defense, they're able to minimize that. So instead of getting, you know, having a team, having a team against them while they can't score for five minutes, you know, hit basket after basket, they can clamp down on the defense kind of minimize the damage and then get back into their own game. And, and it's funny because it's funny. We talked about their poor shooting this year, because it has been not great in many instances over the last year, over this, over the course of this season, but 
last uh, the game against Robert Morris, they shot fifty five percent, which is probably the best they shot all season. Uh, don't don't ask them to shoot any three pointers though. <laughs> they only hit one. La- they only hit one last game. They're not. This is not a three point shooting team, and which leads me to wonder if they if you if they got a three a prolific three point shooter like the Cleveland State has had for many many years. I I'm. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Believe me, I'm gushing at this point. I'm stopping short of gushing, but I am gushing. <laughs> I I can't even take the wind out of your sail on this one. They they had a good week. I mean, it's it's obvious that Gates is getting somewhere with these players. Um, I mean, he started uh, Sanchez and he only played five minutes, which tells me that he didn't like what he was seeing and he rotated people out. And you know, all of a sudden you've got uh, uh, who is it? Bodion off the bench uh, playing five yeah, minutes. Yeah, uh, Craig Bodwan. Craig Bodwan. Oh my yeah, God! He yeah, got 30, he got thirty-five minutes off the bench, and you, know, you got a starter only get five minutes. That's that tells you Gates knows what he's looking for, and he has expectations. Yep. He's playing and, his kids. And Bodwan, Bodwan, and Trago Million, both of those guys have definitely stepped their game up. Um, you know, because those those are the two, and it seems like those are the two guys that Dennis Gates wants to lean on. Because um, these guys are definitely, I mean. If you've seen their game, these guys are slashers. They will definitely take it to the hole. They are, they are, they are not afraid of anything at this point, which is exactly. And, and on the defensive guy, side, these guys definitely hold it down. And that, I guess that's kind of the. And it's interesting, and you know, and it's. I, I guess this is the the kind of the kind of the benefit of kind of all the experimentation that Gates has had to do over the start of the season because he's had. To, he has so many of these backcourt guys he has to figure out what to do with and has to play because he doesn't have the, he has no depth on the, on the front end because he still only has three front. He only has three real forwards. He only has Dalen Williams. He only has spider Johnson. He only has Al, Al Eichelberger. And incidentally, and, and previously he did for, you know, he didn't have Al Eichelberger for the start of the season either. And you could see what difference it makes on the floor when Al Eichelberger is on the floor now. So now that you kind of shored that up with Al Eichelberger, who's who's who also who just killed it, he who also killed it on uh, against Robert Morris. Then yeah. you don't have to worry. It, yeah, so it's it's one of those things. That, yeah, it, it's it's amazing how <laughs> this has all kind of come together. I'm just totally blown away. I was I was just hoping that everything was going to be just not be. It was going to be kind of, you know. <laughs> we weren't at the beginning of the season. We all basically object, you know, all all Cleveland State fans objectively agreed that we weren't really looking at the wins and losses. We were looking how the scheme was going to kind of improve, and uh, seems like they've moved up their uh, they've moved up their learning curve there quite considerably. I mean, we got to be careful. We don't get too, you guys don't get too excited about the Robert Morris win alone because even yeah. UIC beat Robert Morris this year. That's true. But, Very true. But it's but it's a good win, and they they think they're a good week, and that's that's the most important thing I think for them. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, and I think the the best part, and I guess the best part of this is the fact that you have. I think the the best thing for Cleveland State fans as a whole is that you now aren't looking at the rest of this season. You're you're looking at you're looking at the rest of the season and not looking at it with complete dread. I'm not going to, oh, like I said, I'm not going to lie. Toledo is probably not going to be a good game for them because of just because of their depth in the front court. Um, I'm also, I'm also furthermore, not looking forward to the Kent state game afterwards. Yeah. The Cleveland state's got a three game st- stretch where they got all Mac teams. Um, oh, so I'm not looking. Yeah. 
I'm not looking forward to those games. <laughs> but um, yeah, the rest of the the rest of the and then oh my god. So yeah, so Cleveland State has three MAC teams, and then they get DePaul, DePaul who apparently forgot they were DePaul, and has is undefeated right now. They've been building. You never know. Yeah, I mean, we all. I, it's funny because I when when Dave Letow got his contract extension, I I saw that and I just laughed because I was like, because I have, I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed, but I have a very low opinion of DePaul basketball at this point, and I've also been of the opinion the only reason that they're in the uh, Big East is because of the Chicago market, kind of like Rutgers and Maryland in the Big Ten. <laughs> but um but yeah this season they are definitely killing it and i really and they're coming into cleveland too and we'll actually see we'll actually see the paul against uic first on the 14th before we see them come into the wolstein center on the 18th i think so, I, I enjoy about non-conferences you start to see some of these teams showing up on multiple conference pl- teams and you can kind of yeah. get a measuring stick. You know, we can use Toledo as a measuring stick. I, I watched the, the Oakland-Toledo game last night. Toledo's a really good team. Um, I don't know why, but we can never seem to beat them. But, um, you know, so we're going to be able to use Toledo versus a couple of, of Horizon schools. You're going to be able to yeah. use DePaul. You know, you're going to be able to use some of these different teams as a measuring stick. Exactly. Which is, you yeah. know, we're trying to figure out who's who. Yeah, exactly. And you like the – yeah, and you – yeah, I mean – because you see, and I know we've had, we've had this conversation about oh well why don't we have a why don't we have a, a Horizon League Mac challenge and I'm like it's already happening. I mean seriously with every with every um, with every Horizon League schedule you see at least at the very least two or three Mac schools on each and every one of these Horizon League schedules. So it's not like you're you know it, you know it, it, you're not really you, you're already seeing all these teams. I mean. Like for example, and you mentioned you know you mentioned kind of the overlap. This Tuesday, Northern Kentucky plays Miami. We're going to see what they what uh, what the Norths have for them. Um, Detroit Mercy plays Kent State, and then subsequently, you know, we saw what uh, Kent State did to Youngstown State. And, well, I mean, <laughs> might not be a basis of comparison with Detroit Mercy, considering what's going on with them right now, but. <laughs> But 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 you're absolutely right. You you kind of see you know you'll see basis for comparison essentially. You know Wednesday Robert Morris played you know, is is in Youngstown to play Youngstown State. You know Cleveland State beat him. UIC beat him. What does Youngstown State do? Good question. I mean, people try to use the you know the transitive property of sports. So you know if IUPUI loses to Evansville by what was ten or eleven, but we beat them by ten or eleven, does that mean we can beat Kentucky? <laughs> Good question. Is that how that works? Um, I know people have been using that transitive property for many, many years. So sure, let's go with that. <laughs> All right, there's the benchmark. That's how we beat Kentucky this year. How we beat, yeah, we we use the transitive property to beat. Yeah, that's right. We could do that. Let Let's go ahead and do that this year because it seems like it's a. It, it's probably high time to do that. But yeah, but oh, I actually um before we get get going, I did want to also talk about the. I also wanted to talk about the. Uh, I did want to talk about the Northern Kentucky Arkansas game. Um, that was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, especially again without Jalen Tate in the lineup. They all they the the that game was one that was a one possession game until the final seconds. The I mean, final we, seconds. 
So we and what's happened? So so as I understand it, that apparently the issue that the I, I guess as I understand it with the Norse with Norse fans, they, they're having a bit of an issue here because apparently the the person who hit the who, wow yeah um so apparently the there's there's kind of a discussion now uh, about you know, the minutes on from the bench and again if Jalen Tate's on this Jalen Tate's healthy I'm not sure we're even having this conversation but I know the person who hit attempted the last shot was Adam uh, Adam Alita who was over four against uh, who was over four against Arkansas. Um, I think that the argument is now, why are we giving this guy minutes when we could be giving Brian Maccabi minutes? Because Maccabi only got eight minutes, and you know the the game before, he's the one who kept them in the game against uh, Texas Southern with his shooting. Um, but again, kind of the takeaway for them is again Dantes Walton, you know, putting up thirty points, putting up ten rebounds. I think I really think you get Jalen Tate back into the rotation. I'm not sure I want to play Northern Kentucky this year. Northern Kentucky is doing their best to make me look stupid, which is not that hard, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still standing by it. I don't, I don't see why this team is as good as they are, but they continue to, to win and, and play yeah. well. So I, I'm not going to take that away from them. So yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they, they were right there with Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas is a, a power five team. They're not great, but you know, that that's, that still would have been a good victory for them. Uh, I mean, yeah, Arkansas is undefeated, but I don't know who they've really played unless I'm wrong. Am I wrong yeah. on that? But, I um, couldn't tell you. No idea. No, I'm, I'm looking right now. They haven't, they, they have, they haven't done yeah. much. I mean, Georgia tech and over, they beat Georgia tech in overtime. Maybe that's something. Nothing, nothing crazy in there. I mean, they've they've beaten up on on a lot of lower lower teams, which is fine. You know, they destroyed Texas Southern, things like that. Yeah. But uh, I, it still would have been a good win. I, I wish they'd have gotten it again for the league. I, I'm a big for the league person right at this time of yeah. year. Uh, the league's still not getting big wins when they need them, and that's that, true. That's, that's, that's problematic. That is really problematic. That that's the case because you have a situation where you need a signature win, and again. The one needs, you know, where is it? Where is it coming from? Is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Wright State against Western uh, Kentucky? I don't know. I mean, and that's the only one I can think of that's like a win. I consider, I would consider a winnable game at this point. It's gonna be Oakland over Michigan State. It's gonna be Oakland. Yeah, there you go. I got this. Uh, uh, all right, good for you. I'm, I'm holding it. You know, uh, I'll let you handle that one then. <laughs> I don't think there's, I mean, other than, yeah, other than the Michigan State game, yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing, I'm not sure if I, I, I don't see, I don't see the, you know, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, Detroit Mercy going into South Bend to play Notre Dame. I don't see that being, uh, that seems to be a foreboding one. Milwaukee's going into Kansas. I don't know about that one. Um, That'll be ugly. Anytime uh, Kansas, it's ugly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, DePaul. I guess we do have to consider them. A, they have. To, we have to consider them a Power Five team now. Um, I don't see UIC or Cleveland State uh, um, coming at them. But man, that's gonna be. It's gonna be. You, you, or, or you. Or you can. Or 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 Matt, you got. You know, Oakland can go into the Carrier Dome and beat Syracuse. We, we go we into the Carrier Dome. I feel like every we year. Wouldn't and never... no, we wouldn't say no to that. 
We um, we always go in there, and it just it doesn't go well for us. It's they they play the zone, and we don't know what to do with it, and we look like we've never played basketball. It's we do this every other year. It's never never fun. No, I I can't relate, man. <laughs> it's never fun. I, I can't relate. My the last time last time my team went last time I my team went into the Carrier Dome. I uh I I still have memories of that with Cedric Jackson and his uh, last minute heave to win the game and beat the previously undefeated orange. And I'm never going to ever be sad about that. Nope. Yeah, I, I hear you, but we, it just doesn't go well for Oakland. I mean, we were just saying for, for the league until somebody starts winning more games, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned the, you know, why don't we do a horizon league Mac challenge? What, for what purpose would that be for the Mac? They're, they're a way better yeah. than us right now. We, well, that's exactly we don't want to hear it, but we should be matched up with the Summit League. That's who we are right now. We're the Summit League more on the Midwest East side of things. Like, that's who we are. And until something changes, we have yeah. to accept that. And the MAC would have no, no benefit to scheduling a MAC challenge with us. Uh, even though every MAC team, and again, again, it's redundant too, because every MAC team schedules at least two or three Horizon League teams anyway. So, oh, I, mean, sure. I mean, what's the point? I mean, it's not like it's, you know, it's the Valley where you only get maybe one or two Valley teams actually playing Horizon League teams. I mean, name the last time Loyola played UIC. Probably in conference somewhere for Horizon. At this point. I mean, seriously. It wouldn't benefit Loyola in no way. Nope. So, <sighs> anyway. Got to win so, game. Uh, there you go. So, all right. So, we're going to go ahead and cl- – I'm going to go ahead and close out the show because, you know, I'm still – you know, I'm still uh, recovering from my turkey hangover from Thanksgiving. That was fun. So, anyway, um, that's it. And uh, – as always, you can find episodes of the Horizon Roundtable at horizonroundtable.com or you can uh, go on any podcast and thank you for listening. <laughs>